This is the Saddled Stallion Podcast, where men are equipped and encouraged to understand their wiring, clarify their mission, and find purpose along the path to its fulfillment. I'm your host, Chad Kanyer, and I'm stoked to have you here. Let's roll. This episode is for people who want to quit. And trust me, I can totally connect with you if you want to quit right now. I don't know what you are considering walking away from. Could be a relationship that you know is ultimately good for you, but it's just super hard. Maybe it's a job that is forcing you to learn things and do things that you just never knew you were capable of doing. Maybe it's overwhelming. Maybe you feel like you're the dumbest person there. Maybe you're just overwhelmed, exhausted, tired, and you're just fried. You just want to call it quits. Maybe you're a college athlete and you're considering quitting the team because coach doesn't like you. You're not jiving with the teammates. It's probably a year before you're a starter and you're just starting to get more and more antsy to have a little bit more freedom in your schedule, to have a little bit more fun, to do things you actually want to do. Listen, all of those things I have experienced. What I've also experienced recently is someone explaining that they've been suicidal before, someone who I care about deeply. It's hard not to let those thoughts come into our minds. It's hard to continue going when things are hard, especially in this day and age where we pick up our cell phones and we just have so much access to so many capabilities so quickly, so efficiently, so easily. But then we look at the goals of our lives, the things we're really working for, And they take time. They're not immediate. They're not fast. There are so many things we have to figure out. There are so many things we have to endure. And we're just not used to that. And even if we are used to it, it's hard. It's just hard. And so this episode was really hard for me to create because, guys, I really want to quit. There are things in my life right now I just want to give up on. And I'm honestly forcing myself to see what could bring me out of that mindset that I could turn around and share with you and encourage you. Maybe you're going through something right now. and Maybe we can connect on that front and maybe we can encourage each other. Maybe we can think about these points together And maybe next week's different. Maybe we wake up with more energy tomorrow. Maybe this is easier for both of us next week. I sure hope it is. Because this feels like a grind. Kind of an extension of what I was talking about earlier. I think one thing that's happening is that we just have access to so much information. We have eyes on everything happening in the world. That's probably an over-exaggeration, right? There's a lot of stuff we don't see. There's a lot of stuff that's not televised. 
but even that, like that's proof of what I'm saying is that it just feels like there's so much exposure now to how big the world is. There's just so much data generated every day. There's so many social media posts every day. There's so many news stories every day. There's so many words written just from a news perspective every single day. There's so many things happening every single day. There's so many people in the world every single day. I mean, no wonder we feel small. No wonder people are suicidal asking themselves, what difference could I really make? And then, of course, there's stories that come out about people who have made an amazing impact, people who have created major followings, or they've raised so much money to help a specific cause that was near and dear to their heart, or they drove change in this category in which change hadn't been driven for centuries. Just big stories. And even though these stories motivate us for 5, 10, 60 minutes, what happens when we're done reviewing that story? What happens when we're done watching that documentary? We hear the voice that says, man, that would take so much work. I mean, how could I ever have an impact like that? It's almost as if we are so inundated with these bombastic, powerful stories, whether they're real or not, that we've numbed our sense of belonging in the day-to-day. That the things happening on my phone are just more exciting than my daily walk, but the only real arena that I can have success and make a true impact in that moment is in my real world. And so we're in this struggle between I need to know what's going on in the world. I see all these amazing things going on in the world, but look at my life. It's so small. It's so dry. It's so boring. Like even if I have a great amount of impact here, it's not like that story that I just read. But we're forgetting that those big stories that we read started small. They might even be small still. Someone just got attention for what they do on a daily basis. And they certainly didn't achieve that big thing by going after that big thing on a daily basis. I don't think that's what motivated them because then their progress wouldn't be genuine. Then their impact wouldn't be genuine. But I think we're trapped in this cycle. I certainly get trapped in this cycle. It is so easy, even when I look around and in millions of ways, I'm having an impact. I have a a great marriage. I work on my marriage. I connect with my wife. I have fun with my wife. We're coming up on our seven-year anniversary and we're like looking at each other like, we have grown so much in seven years. Like we have that times, I don't know. I don't know how long I'm going to live. Seven, eight, nine, ten, seventy years. Jeez. But I mean, can you imagine how much closer we're going to be and how much more fun we're going to have? That's special. That's worth celebrating. That's something that I focus on on a daily basis that I should be celebrating, that I should be grateful for. But I take it for granted because it's just not special. 
it just doesn't seem like something that would be highly popularized and socialized and discussed, but it's actually special. It's hidden from most of the world 99.9% of the time, but it's special. Our growth, our connectivity is special. Same thing with my fathering, same thing with my work and my career, same thing with my growth, just educationally. And these things are special, but they're not headlines. And I think part of our brain is just wired to think that if something is not a headline, then it's not important. And so if we're not in the headlines, or even if we are in the headlines, it's just empty. I feel like we've lost the gratitude for the simple daily moments. I feel like we've lost the appreciation, seeing the beauty of the little things in life, the simple victories of life the joys of life, the fruits of life, the things that we just take for granted, the sun rising every morning, the sounds of the birds chirping in the morning, hot, delicious coffee being made for us by our special Nespresso machines within minutes when we awake, air conditioning that just clicks on when it's a little bit too hot in our house based on a setting that we chose, something that we control with our phones. I think that life has gotten so easy for us that all of the things that contribute to that ease, they just go overlooked. So some of this is good. We've broadened our horizons. We are now layering on top of centuries of innovation and thinking about new solutions and pressing into the future. But how many of us know how electricity actually works? How much of us actually know what happens when we go to google.com and we type in a web address that we want to go to? How many of us actually know how that works? In fact, I'm learning as part of my master's program in technology. They sadly had to teach us that. And now I actually understand how that works. But I think there's a lot of things that we don't understand that are in our daily world And I think it leads to a lot of depression. So what I'm really trying to say is I think that it's easy to look around and see such a massive world that we start to feel incredibly small. And so if you're discouraged right now, if you want to quit something, whatever it is, it's a hobby, it's something you committed to, it's a relationship, it's a sport, whatever it is, you're just discouraged and you're like, I just don't think I can go on. What might help is just making that thing smaller. Now listen, it's good to have a vision. It's good to have a vision of where things can go. They interview these young kids that just got drafted by their NFL teams. And they're like, tell me how you feel right now. And a lot of them say, this is a dream come true. Now, of course, you know that's pretty standard for them to say. But I think a lot of them really, they did always dream to be in the NFL. They had that vision of draft day, even when they were 10 years old, you know? They had that vision where they're like, I am Barry Sanders. Like, I am running around the field dodging dudes. Like, that is who I want to be. That is who I will one day be. But you know what? They had to make it small, too. They had to go to the gym every single day. They had to put the work in. They had to make the right selections, go to college, right coach, the right scheme, whatever. There's a lot of little things that played into it. They just couldn't focus too much on the vision. That might have been a vision that they held 
tightly in their hearts, in their eyes, in their minds uh, to motivate them in certain moments. But sometimes the big vision is not a motivator. Do you know what I mean? Like sometimes the big vision is actually more daunting than anything. It's like, how the hell would I ever do that with where I am right now? And so you have to slice it up. You have to say, I just want to do the next thing. The next thing in that direction. It does not have to be the best workout. It does not have to be the best step in that direction. It's just a step in the direction. Right? And so right now, I feel like this thing I want to quit, I'm just doing the next little step. This is not a great step, but it's a step. And I almost could not bring myself to do it, but it's just the next step. What is your next tiny step? You have the vision. In its most amazing, illustrious version, you know where this thing could manifest. It's so exciting for you. In fact, it was super exciting when you started this thing out. You had a vision of being the starting running back on this team. You had a vision of this amazing relationship with this girl who you just, you jive with, she's gorgeous, you have a blast with. Everything is just happening naturally. It's just flowing and that is not what you're experiencing right now. You are not experiencing being the starting running back. There is a huge chasm between where you are and your vision. So what do you do? You just do the next thing. You don't have to know it's the right thing. It doesn't have to be perfectly plotted. It doesn't have to be perfectly executed. It doesn't have to be a big thing. It doesn't have to be the right thing. Just take a step. Just take a step. And then the next day, just take a step. Just little steps. There will be a season where you have more of a glimpse of the vision. Right now, if you don't have the vision, that's okay. You just take the next step. Keep it simple. In a world that has gotten so damn big, just take a tiny little step. Do you ever wrestle with finding purpose in your career? If you have, then you should definitely check out Chad's new book, Dying in the Wilderness, Finding Purpose Through Failure. It's an easy read, 100-page book, but I guarantee you that it is power-packed with truths that will change your life. It's available today on Amazon in the hardcover, softcover, and ebook versions, and he also has the audiobook coming soon as well. Trust me, this book will be worth your investment of time and money. Now I'll let you get back to Chad and the Saddled Stallion podcast. Enjoy. Another thing that could motivate you, help you through this, is to make it matter. Well, sometimes I really don't want to write or podcast. Like, I really don't want to. And it's usually when I'm just so tired. You know, it's been like my fourth night in a row of working, whether it's master's or work, and I'm just like, I need to put out an episode. I want to put out an episode, but I really do not want to put out an episode. Like, I just don't have it in me, and I force myself to go to the studio and I force myself to sit down and look at all the messages that I've thought about putting out. I'm like, "Mm, I don't feel good about any of these. I really don't want to do this. And I think sometimes I just need to be reminded of this matters. And I need to honestly convince myself that this matters. Because I don't know if you guys know this, but running a podcast, you don't get a lot of feedback. 
you get feedback from your closest family and friends like, dude, that latest episode was sweet. Or, hey, I totally disagreed with that latest episode. In fact, I wish more people just gave me raw feedback. I'm begging for you. If I will take any sort of feedback. If you hate this thing, email me. If you love this thing, email me. I would prefer the latter, but I'll accept the former. I just want to know that I'm having an impact. But even if I don't know that I'm having an impact, I convince myself that I'm having an impact. Because I see the numbers. I see people are listening. And so it's funny because I've heard things on podcasts 10 years ago that still stuck with me. I never like reached out to the creator of the podcast and said, hey, episode 742 changed my life. But in a way, it is. It's contributing to my identity. It's contributing to the way I live my life. It's a reference point. And I just want to be a reference point. I want to be a helper. I want to encourage men to find and walk in their purpose. Now, I don't care exactly how that looks. I don't care if I get acclaim. I don't care if I get constant strokes or whatever or feedback even. I just want to know I'm playing a role. And so one great way to get you through this season of wanting to quit, this feeling of just drudgery, is this. You have a responsibility. Who do you have a responsibility to? Guys, we are so driven by responsibility. It's amazing. It's empowering to be responsible for things. It's beautiful what the word responsible can manifest in your soul when you start motivating yourself with that word. No, no, no. I committed to this. I'm responsible to my teammates. No, 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 no. I made a commitment to my wife that I would do X, Y, Z. And so I will not go back on that commitment because I need to build trust with her. I am responsible for my wife's trust. She is entrusting me with that behavior that I will not do that again, or I will do this, you know, every time, whatever, whatever ritual you guys have agreed to, I am responsible. Very powerful. Fatherhood has been one of the best things for me as a man because I just think of the implications of my actions on their psyche. I think of the implications of my actions and my words on their future, on how they view the world. I am responsible for their worldview. And listen, I mess up so much on that. I mean, and I, I, I could kick myself over and over again for the mistakes that I've made in front of my children. But that responsibility, when I bring it up at the right time in my mind, if it's early enough, can be an incredibly powerful tool to avoid bad behavior or to just continue going in the right direction, even when it is grueling hard, even when it feels like it's completely thankless. What if you have a responsibility to just one person on your football team? You're like, I just can't imagine not showing up for that person. They need me just as a friend. What if you are responsible for someone at work on a project where you're like, if I leave, they're going to leave and like they just need this. And people who are thinking about suicide, people are thinking about exiting this world because they just don't think they matter. Because you are responsible for the hearts that you will shatter when you leave the world. Whether they tell you or not how much they love you. Whether you tell them how much you need them and love them. You are responsible for the damage that is done by your suicide. 
Let that empower you. I am responsible for my calling. I am responsible for walking in my calling. We have a responsibility to God to live out what he has assigned to us. See, a lot of people think that becoming a Christian means you have to sign up for all these rules that really take away a lot of enjoyment in your life. And it's all for a sense of pride or dignity or righteousness that you can hold over other people. Or it's this like great pathway to more success in life. And like a lot of that is just completely untrue. But it's a huge undertaking, becoming a Christian. It's actually not great a lot of times. It's amazing that you have a relationship with the creator of the universe. Like I really, I know that I have that relationship. Do I always feel it? No. But there are times where I absolutely 100% feel it. Mind, body, spirit, that is something is happening and I'm with him. Which is really special, which outweighs any sort of worldly pain and suffering and you know, difficult season. But there's this really cool undertaking that you get also where it's like, I'm called to do something. Like I'm empowered, I'm equipped. I was given specific skills that I have to use. It's not like, oh yeah, I gave you these skills and like you can use them if you want and your life's not really going to be different whether you use them or not. It's not true at all. Like I know that my ultimate fulfillment will come from using the gifts that I've been given. And it's a joy to use my gifts. And sometimes I don't want to use my gifts. Sometimes I just want to lay around. It's not a gift. I just want to, <laughs> just want to chill. And there's a responsibility that I have to walk in my purpose, to walk in my calling, to use the gifts and the experiences and the relationships that he's given me. That's not a great fuzzy thing. Why would I sign up for that? Because it's empowering, because it's cool, because it's a connection with my father. It's a connection with God. It's the way that I was built. It's the way that I was wired. What a great opportunity to just be myself, but help others, but serve others just by being myself, just by by living and walking in those gifts. But you guys know this, right? I mean, it's not always easy to just completely be yourself. Not every situation calls out your personality the way it should naturally blossom. And not every situation is encouraging in terms of these are my gifts and I'm going to use them in this scenario. We're humans. We get discouraged. We get knocked down. We get tired. And so there's the responsibility that continues to call me back. I have a responsibility to put out a message because what if one person hears this and it changes their life? What if one person hears this and says, I really needed to hear that right now? That's my prayer. That's my hope. That's my goal. I don't care if it's one person or 1,500 people. It's my responsibility. Regret is another thing that can actually prevent you from quitting right now. You have to fast forward and you have to simulate how you're going to feel looking back on the situation, looking back on quitting. I've mentioned quitting football a few times in this episode. I did that in college. I played two years and I essentially leveraged football to get into a really good school. And then, but but the plan was always to play. And for millions of very immature reasons, I quit after two years. Now, on paper, it made a lot of sense. My grades improved when I quit. I lost a ton of weight when I quit. 
I really gained a sense of independence from quitting. I studied abroad with the spare time that I had instead of waking up and going to the gym and being on the football team and going through all the things and the practices and stuff like that. And so like on paper, it was the right call. But I know that in my heart, I have a deep regret for quitting football. And here's why. I never learned the playbook. Like I never had the discipline to say, hmm, maybe I'm not successful on this team because I have not memorized the like 40 page playbook. I mean, like it's not that much. I was not mature enough to put in the work to just know the playbook. I also was not mature enough to keep myself in top, you know, peak physical shape. I wanted to drink. I wanted to eat whatever I wanted. I was not researching nutrition. I was not living a lifestyle congruent with, you know, a successful college football player. And was I going to go pro anytime soon? No, but that's not the point. I committed to being a football player in college. And I was a very good high school football player. I loved it. Football was a huge part of my identity, and I, I got a lot of joy from it. I made great friends through sports. And in college, it just went poof because of my immaturity. I didn't enjoy the relationships I had with guys on the team. I didn't really have relationships with the guys on the team, but I look back, and like, what did I do to build those relationships? What did I do to, to try to connect with a handful of guys? I didn't. I was just busy pouting and drinking and doing whatever the hell I wanted, but expecting a good result. I regret that. I think it's okay to regret things. I regret being a child and not pushing myself harder to make college football a positive experience for myself. I chose the wrong priorities, and I regret that. I think as you do that a few times in life, and when you're young, you can make excuses for it. But I think as you start to get older, you start being able to look forward and simulate the regret that you're going to have. Like I know right now that if I quit, I will kick myself for a long time for quitting. And there's a certain situation where it's okay to quit. There's a difference between giving up and just letting something go when it's time. So the circumstances in which we quit things really matters, right? When I needed to let go of my entrepreneurial stint after two years of just a lot of pressure on my wife and a lot of just subsequent failures and the only successes that were really coming around the bend were successes that would force me to jeopardize a lot of the ethics and the lifestyle that I knew my family needed, ethics that I had built, relationship with God that I then cherished. It was just time to let that go. I had tremendous peace about that. But there's a difference between submission, which is what that was, and exhaustion giving into exhaustion. And so let me encourage you. You do have a calling. I don't know if it's what you're thinking about quitting. I don't know if that is your calling. Only you know that. You have a calling. You are uniquely gifted to do certain things in this life. You have a purpose. 
if you were once incredibly passionate about it and devoted to it, and if you've done tons of work related to it, there's a good chance that part of you firmly believes that that thing is an extension of your identity that you want to manifest in this life. You want to see it materialize in this life. And that just takes work. It just takes work. It just takes time. It just takes getting through these crappy seasons. And I'm trying to encourage you by reminding you, the world is huge. It really is. But who cares? You just control your surroundings. You just control what's right in front of you. You just focus on the next thing. You stop watching the damn news so much. You worry less about what the hell your social media followers think of you. You focus on you, real life. You focus on the relationships in your life. You focus on the people who actually are tethered to you, who care, who know you, who love you, whether they say it or not. You focus on the material. You focus on the small. You keep this thing small. And you just take the next step. That's all we need to do. It doesn't have to be pretty. It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be calculated. We just have to take the next step. And it matters. It matters. What you're doing matters. It could be a stupid hobby. And it matters. If it matters enough for you to be thinking about it, as I speak about it, then it matters enough for you to protect it, for you to continue, for you to persevere. And I promise that there will be more times like this that are difficult where you want to quit. And I promise that there will be days and moments and weeks where it's easy, where you're flowing again, where it is self-propelling. That's just not this week. And that's okay. One last thing I will leave you with. Sharing our dreams, sharing our passions, sharing our goals with people who care about us really matters. Because you are establishing a beachhead. You are fortifying what you want to pursue. You're saying, hey, I have this vision. Let me explain this thing to you. I'm going after it. And when I want to quit, don't you let me quit. That is a very powerful thing to say to a real friend. And that is a fantastic tethering of your soul to another person's soul. That is where friendship begins. Where does social media come into that? It does not have a role. Where does the news cycle come into that? It does not play a role. We're talking about human relationships. We're talking about a phone call, which 150 years ago or whatever was like revolutionary technology. So we're using some tools here, but it's not too big. We are connecting with a friend. We are saying, hey man, I'm going to struggle here. I need your help. God, guys, that is so powerful. You know why? Because you are then responsible for what you want to go after. You have a calling, you have a purpose, you have a responsibility but you also have accountability, which makes them responsible for you. And we are stronger together.
We are stronger together. So invite people into your life. Invite people into your journey. Invite people into your struggle. Listen, I talk with guys weekly about our struggles. And I'm already closer with some of those guys. I've only been doing it for about, what, eight weeks with this new group. I'm closer with those guys than I am with some of my friends from high school that I've known for 10 plus, I mean, I'm older than that, but like 15 plus years. Because we're real about the good and the bad, mostly the bad. That's why we're meeting. (laughs) It is incredibly powerful to share your weaknesses with other men. I encourage you to do that. You are building comrades. You are inviting them to be responsible for you. And before you quit, you have defense mechanisms set up. You have an army of soldiers around you waiting to pull you up. It is powerful. If you don't have that, you need that. That is where I will leave you. Let's not give up. Guys, trust me, I want to give up. I want to quit. I want to be done. But I won't. I'm going to make it small. I'm going to make it matter. And I'm going to take responsibility for my calling. How about you? Thanks for listening to the Saddled Stallion Podcast. That's it, guys. Be strong, be humble, walk in purposeful manhood.